Welcome back. It's another edition of Now Hear This Entertainment as we close in on the Milestone 300th episode. I am Bruce Wozniak, and thank you for listening. Be sure you're checking out the official show website at nhte.net and sign up for the e-newsletter there. Just put your email address in the sign-up box, and I will only send to you once a week to let you know about the newest episode. There are also links on the website for our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as for our Facebook group. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Los Angeles, my guest is a singer, songwriter, and voice teacher who has been on America's Got Talent. She has been cited by the New York Times, been published in magazines, and she has collaborated with various brands. She is a Russian-American who has spent time in New York as well, and her music is a crossover that blends classical and opera with pop, jazz, and Latin. She released a single in September and had put out two singles last year as well. You've been hearing her latest song called Fly Away. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Julia Lima. Uh, hi, hi. Thank you so much for such a beautiful, generous introduction. It's my pleasure to be here. It's nice to meet you. Thank, Thank you for you. making time to talk to me today. Oh, lovely meeting you too. Very happy, very honored to be a part of your show. Great. Well, let's start off by having you tell the listeners all about that song of yours that we were just playing, which is called Fly Away. Well, uh, this is, if you ever heard, probably was very popular song, very popular uh, single uh, that Emma Chaplin performed with uh, um, American, uh, I don't remember exactly the name, but I think it was called Prince Igor. And it was like a rap music with a little bit uh, kind of coarse part of uh, uh, Russian classical singing. And it's exactly the piece, the very famous, beautiful song, uh, a choir piece that was taken from the Russian opera by composer Igor Borodin, uh, Prince Igor, opera Prince Igor. So basically it's a, it's a music from the opera. It's original opera. And uh, yeah, that's uh, amazing and um fantastic uh, heritage of Russian art. So I'm very happy to represent, as a Russian myself, I'm very happy to represent uh, my kind of music, my, you know, my culture and history of the country I was born over here in very modern interpretation here in America. And I hope the people like it uh, because I really do. I think it's very um, kind of know-how, you know, in, in terms of the crossover singing. Uh, to bring classical pieces in a uh, rock interpretation like I did. And yeah, that was that was song basically uh, from the opera and um, it belonged to the, the words of the song, basically. The lyrics saying like, we are here flying on the, on, on the wings of the wind and we are praying for our um, freedom, let's say like that. So uh, this kind of song about it. Very nice, very nice. The music video for Fly Away, wow, what a production. Not to mention that <laughs> yeah. the video seems like it's almost two different stories. The first half has beautiful aerial photography, I guess probably drone photography, and it's broad daylight in the desert. And then the second yeah. half of the video features a more sinister character. It's dark at night. There's a car on fire carrying a pickaxe. Talk about why do we see such a contrast in the video, and then also describe the making of that video, too. Yes, right. But first of all, I have to say... I'm so, so very deeply grateful to Icon Production, Icon Films Production, 
that's a production owner, Igor Konyhov, is my very good, very close friend. And he should edit it. In, uh, it was full production by him, by, basically. And uh, director as well, he was directing it. So it was his beautiful and amazing creative idea. And uh, so the idea was basically that why we see so many, you know, controversial kind of, you know, uh, images in this video because classical in opera, which represent in my look, being like classically dressed in a long, like, you know, dress woman, represent the classical side of it and uh, a very aggressive fire, <laughs> half naked girl in darkness, <laughs> def definitely represented the other side of this idea, other side of this, um, you know, uh, interpretation, rock interpretation of this song. So we tried to put all together and actually, well, my vision at least, maybe everyone has a right to, you know, kind of uh, has his uh, own interpretation. But my understanding is that those two girls uh, can peacefully, uh, you know, kind of coexist in, in, in one person at the same time. Mm. That's what I was thinking. Like, so it's basically the same girl, uh, myself, right, in this particular video. And uh, so I believe that both of them, the bad girl and the good girl, <laughs> they're just naturally part of me, you know, just depends on the situation. Wow. <laughs> One of them become more, you know, stronger, <laughs> stronger and something like that. But basically both of them, you know, uh, naturally coexist in, in, in one person at the same time. Wow. That's my vision. That's a great description. Where was that video made? Where was it filmed? Uh, it was filmed in uh, Nevada, very close to Las Vegas in um, Death Desert. Ah. That was very, very tough, actually, because it was summertime. <laughs> we were sweating like crazy. <laughs> it was very hot. <laughs> it was very hot. It was definitely Death <laughs> Desert. And the company that you mentioned... I thought that they were based in Miami. Am I wrong on that? And maybe they're based in Los Angeles, or perhaps they're on both coasts. Oh yes, yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah, they're they're based in uh, Miami, and but they're doing like you know international work. Actually, they shoot everywhere in New York, in uh, you know in Las Vegas, like we did in California as well. No, I mean they they uh, they do their productions all over the world and and in Europe as well. So wow. They're a very big company now. They're getting big and big, <laughs> bigger and bigger every day. Exactly. I consume Fiat the best in Miami. You're right. Thank you for the research. <laughs> and how did you come to meet them? How did you come to get the chance to work with them? Oh, my God. That's actually a very interesting story as well. So um, uh, Igor Konyhov, who is the owner and uh, founder of this company, Actually, he started his career as a ballet dancer, but okay, it was a long time before. So he was a professional ballet dancer who decided eventually to, uh, you know, stage and direct opera production. So basically, mm. I auditioned for him as an opera singer in New York. Wow. And he hired me. Since that, <laughs> we become friends, you know, and he was shooting uh, a few videos for me. And uh, like small ones, not like that one, uh, not like fly away, but like some small productions. And eventually we just came to the, you know, to the point when we both were agree and ready to shoot a really great professional video like fly away. And we both were very happy with the result. So that's basically, there was a very long story from opera production and him being director and hiring me as an opera singer. And then things like you know basically i guess icon films even start started his uh you know uh career as a um, shooting company video uh production company 
from my music videos, basically. Amazing. Because, like, yeah, <laughs> that was interesting. No, yeah. Amazing. So, Amazing. Yeah, that's wow. Sorry. We inspired, inspired both of us. Yeah. I strongly suggest listeners that you go and look for the video Fly Away. Very beautifully done. And as Julia just described, very much a contrast in the character that you see in the first half versus the second half. Julia, let's get some background here first before we go too much farther. Talk about your journey, meaning both the timeline of when you moved from where to where, as well as how and when you first got started in music. Oh, yes, of course, of course. Uh, thank you for asking. Well, uh, I have an interesting story. And, uh, well, I was born in Siberia, Russia, in a very, very small town, actually. Mm. Nobody can find it even on the map <laughs> <laughs> of Russia. But that's where I was born. And uh, so I won local competition, like singing competition, like uh, talent competition. And uh, they sponsored my scholarship in Moscow, very prestigious, like musical college. That was my very first moment when I decided to, you know, to become a professional singer. And I, re- I received uh, I received. Um, Great education, of course. It was an uh, amazing uh, musical college. I became a professional singer. I won many Russian and international competitions at that time in Moscow and Russia. And I started traveling a little bit abroad, you know, a little bit in Europe, here and there. And uh, eventually, uh, I mean, I, besides this, I was also representing Russia at the Eurovision Song Competition, which is very big for at least for Europe, <laughs> for America maybe not, but in Europe, Eurovision is a very, very big deal. Sure. And so we were, uh, I was representing uh, the team of Russia at this competition, and the most important, we won. We got the first prize. So that was 2008 of our success, of our winning. And since that, um, my career turned, turned to even, you know, on an even better side, you know, so we got, you know, a lot of explosion and stuff. So, we started getting invitation to travel without our tours, like, you know, in Europe and not only Russia. Mm. And I was participating in TV shows, uh, like talent TV shows as well. I was a finalist of one of the kind of Russian America's Got Talent, something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to make it like, yeah, <laughs> clear. And eventually I moved to New York. Like 10 years ago, I moved to New York because uh. I just realized that there is something else missing in my life not in my career but just in my life as an artist mm. um i just was looking started looking for something even bigger you know and wow. for my creativity i didn't feel like um i don't know i kind of i didn't feel like i expressed myself fully so i was looking for something else for a new opportunity and that was new york for me new york time and i started working and studying with uh, amazing amazing i mean the world famous um um, voice teachers and coaches in, in New York and it was like really great experience for me because I guess in last, uh, sorry, in the first two years in New York I learned so much like I would never imagine I could do as much <laughs> mm. while I was studying in Russia for all my life wow. as a singer. Wow. So I was like really a lot. I mean, not saying anything wrong about Russian education, sure. but you know, this, there was something really different level. And sure. uh, yeah, I won a few voice, like classical voice competitions, like uh, Metropolitan National Council in New York District, like uh, Marcello Sembres. They, they're very kind of for the classical singers, they're uh, very famous um, competitions. So they ring a bell for classical singers, for sure. So I was winner or um, 
uh, getting prize, uh, prizes from those uh, famous competitions. And that, of course, opened uh, many new doors for me, for my career, for my, you know, um, concerts and tours. And so, yeah, eventually I just realized that, well, <laughs> now I'm again, I'm missing something else. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to move forward. <laughs> and not only classical career, like singing in the opera house, satisfied me as a singer and as a creative person. I want to go further, you know, and so I started thinking more into about like um, classical crossover, like what you heard now, mm-hmm. not just classical music, but classical crossover and different interpretations. So it's like a rock arrangement. And uh, now it's even more, it's not uh, aired yet, but I'm working on a new project with uh, um, with DJ. So basically, it's going to be like a nightclub or a festival, like EDM <laughs> festival wow. level wow. <laughs> production, which is very, very, very different <laughs> from how? Opera House. <laughs> 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 but I think the tracks are going to be really, really amazing. Yeah. Well, when did you make the move from New York to Los Angeles? Because listeners, what she's not telling you is Julia, the New York Times said that Julia, quote, has the right noble temperament for her slow arias, end quote. And you heard about the prizes that she was winning. So, Julia, somebody would say, with all the success that you had there, why would you leave and go to Los Angeles? So when did you actually make the move across the country? Oh, I mean, um, I mean, you mean from New York to Los Angeles? Yes. Oh, I mean, Los Angeles. I'm just about a year over here. Ah. And before it, I actually, I missed one one moment. Uh, I I lived in Las Vegas as well. Ah. Yeah, so it's not not that long, but definitely, uh, I didn't say I wouldn't say I, I learned a lot from Las Vegas. To be honest, you know, it was just work, performing, shooting for local TV shows, you know, performing, and that was just job. And um, so, yeah, as long as it didn't work for me anymore, uh, my contract was, you know, determined. I just found out that, well, that's time to go somewhere else. Definitely a big city like New York or Los Angeles. For me, I had only two options. But I just was thinking, well, to Los Angeles, I can drive just three hours from Las Vegas and I'm there. <laughs> yes. It's it's easier deal for me. Plus, in New York, I already spent six, six years of my life. So it wouldn't make much sense for me to come back, you know, and do the same thing again. So that was just like, you know, I was just try. I just decided to give myself a chance to try something else. And I'm very, very happy, actually, because <laughs> the weather, you know, the weather, the like, you know, the atmosphere, creative people, kind of relaxed mood every day. <laughs> it's really it's like living on vacation, but doing your creative stuff as well at the same time. It's like really relaxing. New York was a little bit more stressful for me, to be honest. You know, the weather is tougher. Yes. The, the yes. winter is like the real. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> Not like Siberian winter, but... I like was going to say that. <laughs> well, when you did decide to leave New York, why did you choose Las Vegas? How did you choose to go to Las Vegas instead of choosing to go directly to Los Angeles? Yes, I mean, yeah, as I said, it's just like, I didn't choose it, actually. It was uh, Las Vegas chose me, actually. You know, oh, they okay. gave me the opportunity to perform. Okay. So, you know, why wouldn't I go over there? So, yeah, we were also, I was part of the show, which is closed now, unfortunately, like many shows in Las Vegas. Yes. There was a show uh, called A Map Story. So I was a Ukrainian, kind of Russian-Ukrainian character in that ah. show. So it was singing and dancing role. Yeah, but unfortunately, like many, many shows, because of financial reasons, you know, and stuff, the many shows are closed now. So. Yeah, yeah. 
but it was great experience. So <laughs> if I ever receive a chance to come back to Vegas and being a part of a new Cirque du Soleil show or something like that, I would be really happy. You know, I would be really mm. happy to come back. Interesting. I mean, Interesting. Well, listeners, I am going to be asking Julia to talk about her work as a voice teacher, but remember that if you're doing anything vocally, whether that's singing live, recording at home, or heck, combining the two and recording your live performances, Tascam has audio recording solutions for beginner, intermediate, and professional level performers. You know that at the beginning of this year, they launched the Model 24 Mixer. Well, now they're just rolling out the Model 16. It's a mixer, multi-track recorder, audio interface. Check it out at Tascam.com. And while you're there, take a look at all the other gear they have, microphones, headphones, handheld recorders, the list goes on. That's T-A-S-C-A-M.com. Julia, three days after this interview comes out, on October 12th, you are going to be performing an opera night concert in Laughlin, Nevada. What can you tell the listeners about that performance that you're going to be doing? Oh, yeah, yeah. thank you so much for saying this. Yeah, that's um, uh, actually a very amazing stage, open stage, as I understand, with a full orchestra and a few other singers. We have four amazing singers from um, all over uh, the United States, all over the States. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be mostly classical pieces, but we also have, you know, we're not that simple. Of course, we'll have a few surprises. So I don't <laughs> want to announce exactly what we're going to do over there, but it'll be mostly, of course, classical uh, pieces, classical music night, opera night, like, like, you know, we have to represent the name of the show. But definitely there are a few surprises, and yeah, <laughs> we prepared a few surprises. I really love the program we have, and I hope I hope to see uh, most of the people who is available or near Nevada at that day. Um, please come and see us at uh, this amazing show. We rehearsed uh, very, very hard. <laughs> mm. All of us have talented people, amazing orchestra, and we have uh, musicians who plays with uh, who plays with Celine Dion. This kind of level wow. musicians, you know, really wow. great team, really great team. I'm very proud of the work. So does this mean that even though you are doing crossover music now, that you will still occasionally do traditional opera performances? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course I do. Traditional. Well, this is not opera performance. It's, uh, let's say, a classical music performance. Okay. Opera uh, would mean for me, at least, it's like real opera theater, you know. Uh, but yes, I do that one too. I do that one too, of okay. course, yeah. And classical music performance, just a stage, like a concert. Mm-hmm. And definitely my special program with jazz and crossover and rock and even DJ sets. <laughs> That's definitely <laughs> uh, part of my life. I wouldn't do it in, in Nevada at that time because, you know, that's a different style, sure. different type of uh, concerts for me. Uh, and def- definitely different venue for that kind of reason. But in Nevada, it's going to be mostly classical music, which is still very, very beautiful. I like traditional classical music performances. They're still, you know, my heart belongs to that, you know. Sure, sure, of course. Well, when you start to go out and perform live and do the crossover, will that be probably in Los Angeles, or do you hope to do that in cities around the country? Oh, actually, I started doing it even in Russia. Wow. <laughs> that was, I started a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. And, uh, you know, I was balancing always between there and, and there because, you know, okay, when I have a season, like a few engagements as an opera singer only. So definitely I follow it, you know, whenever comes first, comes first. So, and when I had a opportunity to perform at uh, uh, TV shows 
and talent show or like have my own tour um, as a crossover singer. I'm happy to do that too, you know. So it just depends. Whatever comes, I'm very flexible. And like, uh, like for example, I, I perform a lot for uh, corporate events as well, right? Uh, it's not public, but still they're like big part of my life. Sure. Like tomorrow and after tomorrow, I sing um, corporate events. And yes, I'm doing like a first set of my performance would be classical songs. The second one would be crossover. The third one would be jazz, blues and pop music. So okay. <laughs> basically like everything. <laughs> I do like everything at one night and I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to please people with my flexibility, you know, and they don't have to hire three different singers. You know, I can do everything in one. And I believe I'm a good quality singer. I think I'm a great performer and I'm doing my best and it sounds real good. <laughs> well, when you mentioned before that now you're even going to start venturing into EDM sort of music, the the new music that you're going to start venturing into, is there plans to maybe record a couple of singles or an EP and start releasing that music? And if so, when might someone expect to hear that new music from you where you're doing that style? Oh, yes, yes. It's a very interesting chapter of my life, yes. So I'm working with DJ um, uh, Johnny Rice, who is known as a like, um, festival DJ mostly. So he doesn't do like corporate or just nightclubs. You know, he's like that level. He plays on the festivals. And uh, yeah, so we already, we already um, recorded a few tracks. We have three tracks in our hands at this very moment. And, uh, but it's not released yet. Uh, so, so, you know, like we are professional. So we would, because of what just like recently happened, we would like to take uh, a little bit more time to, you know, make it sound really, really good mm -hmm. to have, you know, professional, like, you know, the last touch and stuff. So, but it's coming soon, I guess, maybe in about like February, January, February, uh, we would okay. have it released. Okay. For sure. Maybe even music videos. Maybe Icon Films already shoot a video for us. I don't ah. know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll check it. That would be really awesome. But definitely the tracks, the singles would be released around January, February, but for sure. Okay. You know, it's a lot of work, honestly. Sure. Especially with such a busy schedule of mine and uh, Johnny Rice, the DJ. We have we both have very uh, tight schedule with traveling and touring. So it takes us a while <laughs> to release it. But it's coming. It's already pre-recorded. We already have it. And we played it at uh, uh, Burning Man, if you're familiar with oh, this yes. festival. So it was yes. kind of presentation. Yeah. So that was kind of already a little bit <laughs> officially represented. So we, we have the start. And we played it at, um, um, I think, the last Sunday. Yeah, it was last Sunday. We had kind of, I uh, forgot how do you call it, um, on Facebook when you turn on the kind of live, uh, space, yes. a, live, a live stream. Last stream, yes, exactly. That's what we did. So we did it for three hours. Wow. There was a lot of views over there, a lot of great, beautiful comments from people, like, you know, really huge number, like, very big, quite big audience was attracted to that. Wonderful. I was really impressed. Wonderful. Yeah, that was really cool. So we, we plan to bring it to more and more festivals and definitely EDM and definitely, like, you know, like the most known um festivals for sure and where did you and he record the music is he in los angeles and you recorded it there oh yes yes he's in los angeles right here mm -hmm. yes he's okay. los angeles guy yeah Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host 
and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is, if you're someone who goes days without posting anything on social media, consider that maybe it's because when you have something going on and get tons of pictures from it, you use them up, you post them all at once, spread out those posts, hold some photos back, save yourself some material to post another time so that you're not left scratching your head thinking that you don't have anything to put up. The other consideration here is that if you do post them all at once and someone doesn't see them, it's now a lost opportunity. So by spreading out the posts, they can see something from it another time and still see what you had been a part of. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. That's really great to know, isn't it? Very helpful, right? Bruce gives out a tip just like that on every episode of this show, and there's an easy way to get all those that he gave out over the first 160 episodes. The ebook series called Bruce's Bonus Book contains four volumes, and they're all available for purchase and immediate download at www.brucesbonusbook.com. Order yours now for helpful tips that you can apply to your career right away. Julia, when and why did you choose to start crossing over and incorporating pop and jazz and Latin into classical and opera music? Hmm, you know, um, that was actually a very organically kind of happened mm. moment. It was a, like, you know, a transformation because basically, uh, like, like, for example, when I was on TV show in Russia, talent TV show, and, you know, it's like half a year, six months TV show that has to air you every week, right? So, the producer just asked me, like, okay, Julia, you sang like this aria and this aria. Like, you know, we, we can understand that you can sing like 10 or 20 more arias like every week. But how about we do something different? And I was like, yeah, of course. Wow. I'm open. <laughs> wow. So we started basically the producer um, like suggests me. She offered me, um, you know, to do something else. And it was crossover. I'm like, well, that's what I like. And uh, I was singing aria from the movie Fifth Element, you know, this very super high notes aria <laughs> of Flava Laguna, if you remember the movie with um, uh, Mila Jovovich and, I don't know, like the girl with the blue skin <laughs> of Radiva. So that aria, so I was singing this aria from the movie and it was really a big deal. It got a lot of views on YouTube, you know, and was like it was like, boom, one day I just, I just woke up and like everyone knows me. I, I, I woke up famous, you know, <laughs> because mm. of this, just singing this aria on TV. And I realized like, okay, people are really, I mean, love my classical style, but crossover is something that attracts a very young audience to me, you know, because it yes. like, sounds very modern, yes, very unique and very modern. And I started checking more and more pieces and I collaborated with, uh, you know, like modern uh, music producers who can create uh, great backing tracks for me, you know, so great arrangements and modern interpretations. So and that's how it started. And then uh, what about jazz music? Uh, uh, when I was in Las Vegas, so basically they asked me to sing pop song and then jazz song. So basically I realized so. It's actually, I have to be honest, it wasn't easy for me at all because mm. as a classically trained singer, you know, we have certain kind of uh, habits in our mouth, you know, the way we sing it. Right. And for me, like, suddenly start singing jazz and pop was like, oh, how would I even do that? You know, I was like, oh, always. Wow. <laughs> and wow. then suddenly I have to turn into like, you know, completely different pop sound. And yes, I was taking uh, a voice lesson with an uh, amazing voice teacher, uh, Keta Gresta. 
she works with uh, pop celebrities and so so she helped me a lot by the way she helped mm. me a lot so since that from uh, since vegas i started learn how to sing pop and jazz and eventually you know like really like professional that i respect um they gave me a really good review and they say like hey you can do really jazz and blue blues and pop music very very well i was like well <laughs> i'm really impressed with such a review and i decided why why don't i write like uh, my own song my pop song and i did and since that i started learn more and more jazz and blues repertoire and now it's a big part of my concerts of my performances jazz and blues and pop so when we hear a song like Fly Away and you can hear that it's not just a traditional opera and you can hear kind of that crossover influence, are you writing the arrangements or is someone else writing the arrangements for you on some of these songs that you're starting to do now? Yes, I mean, I, I, I learned how to do that, but uh, yes, I, I'm not that skilled, honestly, <laughs> to produce music. <laughs> but yeah, some people do. It's always different people. Okay. Different okay. people that I work with, I collaborate. It's American producer, Russian producer. You know, it's like different studios I work with. I see. Well, I'm curious. Have you had any pushback from the the opera and classical communities? Has anyone told you the the traditionalists? Have they said that they don't like what you're doing with the crossover approach, or or maybe has it opened their eyes to what I think is an interesting concept? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Thank you so much for asking. It's a really good question. You know, I I received very interesting feedbacks. Some people, you know, like um, it's actually it doesn't matter how old they are. I would you you probably would expect like you know older people have more like kind of you know precise vision of it. But not I would say it's not about the, the age or something. It's literally like your philosophy of life. I would say so. Mm. Some even young people, classical singers, say like, hey. I don't think I don't think it's appropriate to sing classical uh, uh, music in you know underwear, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's your opinion, and I respect it. But in my opinion, it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm going to keep going. You know, it's. I mean, I mean, it has an idea. You know, it has a, you know, it has a reason why I'm doing it, right? So that's not just like for showing or for no reason. And the, um, the other way around, like, you know, sometimes really older people would say, like, you know what, I really, really like what you do. This crossover stuff that's so mm. different, like, whoa. Wonderful. <laughs> you didn't know you girl are so wild. Wonderful. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Well, that has to make you feel good because, like you said at the beginning, our perception is that the older listeners would say, it has to be a certain way and you can't change it. So that has to make you feel good when they're the ones that are telling you, I like this, it's different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just like I think it's about the person, you know. Like if you allow yourself, I guess it's personal, I think. If you allow yourself to be different, right, to be non-traditional, and then you allow other people, like, you know, other singers be different, you know, and you're more flexible with what they do. And if you have a lot of, like, uh, fixed, you know, kind of standards, and someone cross your boundaries, like, that's it. <laughs> it's a problem, you know. So yeah. I've heard different opinions about it, but I feel like, you know, uh, it's my life, and I live only once in this body, in this reality. So I would like to express my, myself as much as I can, as much as I want, you know, as long as it doesn't bother anyone. So yeah, very nice. <laughs> it doesn't hurt anyone. Yeah, very so good. So I guess I don't hurt anyone with my music, with my interpretation. So just, I can check like on, uh, 
Spotify's and other, you know, uh, uh, stores that that music kind of, you know, people like it. People like it. People yep. listen to it. So it makes sense to produce more music like that. And yeah, exactly. Images like that. Yeah, people just need to be open-minded and they'll probably find that it is a nice change after all. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. I am joined today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Los Angeles by singer, songwriter, voice teacher, Julia Lima. Visit her official website at julialima.org. Of course, there will be a link to it from the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Once you get there, you will also see links to her social media, including Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. So do connect with her on those different platforms. Julia's music is streaming on Spotify, but do purchase downloads of her music either through iTunes or Amazon Music. Remember that she will be performing on October 12th in Laughlin, Nevada, and keep up with her online to see when else you can see her perform live. And speaking of buying her music from Amazon, whether it's that or anything at all that you're buying from Amazon, period, please start by clicking the tall Amazon banner at nhte.net, and it will take you to their website or open the app if you're doing it on your phone. And by doing that, they will kick back a small percentage of the sale to me at no extra cost to you. I'm all on my own putting out this show every week, more than five and a half years now, and there are expenses involved with nobody paying me to do this show for them. So anything helps, whether you contribute through the Patreon for this show via the orange button on nhte.net or by starting your Amazon shopping by clicking the tall Amazon banner at nhte.net. I do appreciate whatever support you can lend that way. Julia, I mentioned in the intro that you've had success with being published in some different magazines. Tell the listeners more about that. Oh, well, yes. Um, I, I was publishing a few magazines like Rolling Stones and uh, I Love You. I don't know if it's like uh, maybe a Russian edition only because it was in Russia, I believe, and some uh, main magazines. So <laughs> when I was younger, I was kind of feeling to do that. <laughs> now I'm less interested, but still, I mean, it's still publicity is still good so it was like just basic collaboration magazines want to you know print something interesting they um posted our pictures uh, i had uh, no stress show it was uh, the name of the show no stress show uh, myself and two dancers of mine um so we had quite good career in russia and in europe so that was it and we were traveling with this show and uh, of course uh, some uh, magazines would like to print us and let people know, and because we were interesting characters, it was the same idea, like classical music, but in very unique interpretation and very unique costumes. So um, people like to talk about it and ask us about the costumes, transformation, uh, rehearsal periods, and, you know, how did we, uh, you know, uh, landed to this moment, to this point, like where we're singing classical music and modern interpretation, especially in such extravagant <laughs> outfits. So that was interesting, though. Of course, ma- ma- men magazines like Penthouse and uh, what was it, Penthouse? I guess, yeah, Penthouse, like really Playboy, they wanted to print us as well because we were we had like this kind of sexy look. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we got a lot of attention <laughs> at that time. Now for Rolling Stone, did Rolling Stone find you or did somebody that was working for you, did they pitch the story idea to Rolling Stone? How did you get into Rolling Stone magazine? 
Well, I actually don't even know, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I had my um, very good friend, and she was kind of like PR manager of ours. Okay. And uh, yeah, she she was organizing it. Uh, the, the, all I know, like we had photo shoot and we had interview. Okay. Uh, I'm not even sure how it how it worked. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, I had also said at the start of this episode that you have collaborated with some different brands. So talk about that too, if you would. Well, yes. I mean, as a Instagram influencer, you know, um, I have a confirmed account and it attracts many brands to collaborate with me. So I received. Um, some good offers to collaborate. So I create a good content for their product. Of course, if I like the product, definitely I would never give a commercial for the product I don't like. So there was um, this kind of, uh, you know, a good list of uh, brands that I work with from like, you know, watches to, uh, I don't know, skincare products to, I don't know, protein, something powders and uh, clothing, you know, brands. So everything, many, many brands I work with and I, uh, uh uh, posted this content on my uh, Instagram account. That was kind of collaboration. I think that's what the most modern influencers do. I think it's the best uh, commercial for the brands right now. Yes, very much so. It's very common. But I wonder what advice could you give to people who get contacted? Because it seems like a lot of companies will contact people and say, we want you to publish on your Instagram about our product. And you don't know if it's reputable or not. So what advice do you have in terms of how to know if it's something that's legitimate or not? Mm, well, I mean, you never know, actually. Basically, the best idea, I guess, to go to their, uh, you know, selling website or Amazon or something whenever they sell it and see the reviews. Ah. And uh, also there's a few, a few platforms, you know, like, uh, so sometimes the brands uh, call me directly or send me emails directly. Sometimes uh, they uh, contact me through the uh, special platforms you know like uh, branding and influencer connecting platform oh, so okay. in this platform you definitely can see like uh, reviews inside the platform okay so that's how i got my opinion as well so if i yeah if i can see all the details and everything and sometimes it's brands that i already you know like shop myself it's just like you know as a buyer you know as a customer so mm. sometimes i really know brand even in person already before they started working with me so sometimes it's like that Okay. Yeah, that's good advice. That's that's good insight. Listeners, it's a coincidence that Julia talked about living and working in Las Vegas. This episode is actually being released on the day that I'm returning from Las Vegas, where I will have just done another speaking engagement. And as I've been saying over the last few episodes in the lead up to that trip, the Access Vegas newsletter is the way to go if you want insider tips on not only the newest goings on there, but how to get great savings there and do so without having to bother with coupons. Access Vegas is an e-newsletter that I get and I strongly encourage you to sign up for. They'll tell you about freebies and comps, when the best time is to visit, and even tips about taxis, Uber, Lyft, and the bus. Go to nhte.net and click on the Access Vegas logo, and then put in the code BRUCE to get $5 off when you sign up. You even get access to two years of archives so you can catch up on all the great info that you missed. Go to nhte.net, click on the Access Vegas logo, and be sure to use the code BRUCE to get $5 off when you sign up. Julia, tell the listeners all about your services as a voice teacher. Is that in person only in Los Angeles, or do you do it over, say, Skype? And is that for any level of vocalist or just beginners? 
Oh, yes. I mean, yeah, I, I was actually in the very beginning when I just moved to L.A. And uh, I was less busy. So I was even working like uh, half time, uh, part time in a music school as a voice teacher. But now I, I'm really busy with my gigs and uh, performances. So I don't do like even like part time teaching because it's too much for me. Uh, it's like half of my day or like the whole day. Uh, so now I do only private lessons if I am available and when I'm in Los Angeles. So, yeah, I have a few uh, students I really love to work with. They're all, um, some of them are like, you know, really, really beginners. Some of them are intermediate. Some of them are professionals already. Mm. You know, happy work to everyone as long as person really motivated, you know, and wants to learn. I'm happy to help, definitely. And, and yes, like you mentioned, yes, I do Skype sessions as well. It's very convenient. Like, for example, I personally work with my voice teachers online. I, I work with them via Skype. But wow. it's convenient from any kind of, you know, country. It still helps, you know. It gives me, like, more confidence. And I know, like, okay, I'm in the right, <laughs> you know, I'm in the right spot. <laughs> because my voice teacher kind of remind me. And, you know, it's uh, singing is not something like you... Uh, you know, learn once, even you learn it very well, and you can, like, keep going, like, you know, uh, no, you have to really practice. It's like going to the gym, you know. You cannot once just, like, earn good, you know, apps. You have to really work every day to keep it, you know. <laughs> so that spinning the same thing. Yeah, you cannot earn it once. Like, even I got, like, great education, right? But, and, and what? If I don't practice, if I do not, uh, if I stop developing myself, my skills, I will just basically start losing or not progressing at all. So, so teaching and studying is um, it's it's uh, both sides of mine that I really understand. When my students want to work with me constantly, at least once a week or something like that, just to be in shape, be in shape. Uh, same uh, what I do for myself. I work with my voice teacher as often as I can, or as as much as I need for a specific moments, you know, to learn something, um, prepare a new program or something. Definitely, yeah. So I'm available for both as well. <laughs> I think you're setting a very good example, and I'm glad that you just said all that because, you know, when someone hears that someone like yourself has been cited by the New York Times and you've won different awards, right away someone's going to say, well, there's no reason for her to work with a voice teacher. She doesn't need a voice coach. She's a professional. She's so accomplished. She's done all these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very impressive that you're saying, no, you do have to keep it up. Yeah, it's actually very funny because people ask me all the time, like, what are you doing? I'm like, today I'm having, like, a voice studying with my uh, teacher. And they're asking, like, why? Why would you study? I'm like, because, I mean, I need to be in shape. So, like, well, but you said you already, like, you know, uh, you already studied in a famous musical college and you graduated. I'm like, yes, <laughs> but <laughs> it really doesn't matter. I still need to study it every single day. So I think, like, yeah, gym or, like, something like this is the same. It's a good example, I guess, like, because if you don't lose it, you don't use it, you lose it. It's like even language, you know, foreign language, something like that. If you don't practice, you don't use it, you lose it again. Yeah, I was almost going to say that you could get your driver's license, and it means that you learn how to drive a car, and you know how to drive a car. But if you go for one or two years, by the time you sit behind the wheel, you'll probably be able to do it, but you won't be able to do it really good. So that's why you keep you <laughs> right. keep up, you keep driving all the time, yeah, and in your yeah. case, that's why you keep staying up with your vocal coach all the time. Totally. Plus, you know, that's very interesting. Also, maybe it's very deep for the beginners for intermediate levels, but also there's the thing that uh, the voice is very unique instrument. It's part of our bodies, right? 
so the body changed as well, you know, so because like my body, whatever it was, so my instrument at, at the age 18 is different than I had instruments, my voice at age 26, let's say, mm. and at age 35, it's completely different instruments, you know, it's like, because everything changes in the body. And so, so you have to kind of uh, accept the new instrument with like, you know, new kind of details, new sound, definitely. Like my, my uh, personally, my voice become like richer and heavier. Uh, it was a lot lighter before, and now it's a lot heavier and like has more dark, dark colors in it. You know, <laughs> I have more power in my voice, and uh, so I'm not sure how exactly it happens. But I have to be uh, kind of uh, find a way how to adapt myself to the new instrument. You know, the new. So basically, I was playing violin before. And now, now I'm playing cello, you know, so it's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a different, yeah, so it's a different kind of technique, you know, how you use it, how you, you know, have a deal this entire process and a different instrument. So you have to learn new habits, you know, uh, to sound, still sound good, maybe change repertoire a little bit as well. So that's very important to watch what's going on with your voice, especially for the voice. Yeah, very so well I said. I think it's very important to, to study, <laughs> to study and listen to like what, what changes and where it's coming from and uh, how to use your instrument in a new way. So, yeah. So we're almost out of time, but I do want to ask you to talk about America's Got Talent. Yes, yes. It, it's a beautiful and sad story at the same time <laughs> because I already went over that twice. So uh, first time they invited me, actually, that was interesting. I didn't even apply, but they found me, I guess, through my uh, opera agent, something like this. So basically, I already got right uh, to the uh, to the venue here in Pasadena, and they shoot my video over here. Uh, so eventually, uh, I don't know, like, if I'm really allowed to disclose those things. So they they shoot everything, and but eventually they didn't air me. Okay, it was a very sad moment. Yeah. I don't know how it works, but they said something like, um, okay, I'm not going to say it, but <laughs> that it was their own reason. So, so nothing was wrong with me, but their own kind of, you know, reasons for that. Sure, sure. So this year I went with my good friend. Actually, he's uh, going to be a part of this concert in a concert in Nevada, uh, ah. tenor Hugo Castillo. Uh, so uh, Mexican tenor, a very talented guy. And he asked me to go with him as a duet. So we prepared really cool, you know, really cool number, which was really amazing when I just, the moment I entered uh, the room, they recognized me immediately. Wow. <laughs> America's Got Talent judges. Like, oh my God, you look so familiar. Oh, you are Julia. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Even I don't remember their names, but somehow. So yes, the same story, basically, they let us go to a kind of, you know, this, the final stage uh, when they shoot it. But again, they didn't air us, you know, that's okay. kind of. So I kind of, I kind of was it. I, sorry, I kind of, uh, you know, entered the, this uh, show twice already successfully. But for some reason, they never aired me. Uh, so I basically all I could do is only like talk about it and show maybe some pictures, or little videos uh, that my friend helped me to, you know, videotape during their uh, video shoot over there. I see. So they allowed me to use it. They allowed me to kind of mention that I was part of it. Yeah, um, that's good. So yeah. But I guess maybe for me it's the reason to go over there the third time. <laughs> and just, just to make sure <laughs> I didn't miss anything. <laughs> yeah, because already we know each other very well <laughs> for two years. They know my name, they know how I look. And every year I show up <laughs> with a new image, with a new song, with a new number. 
and they <laughs> like it, but I don't know. So probably I have to work even harder on it. And my third time is supposed to be like the best one, so they eventually shoot me out in yes. army. <laughs> yeah, the third time's the charm, they say. Right, right. <laughs> so, listeners, if you go on Julia's Instagram, you will see that she does have a video posted on her Instagram from America's Got Talent. So now you have it straight as to what that was all about. Julia, we're going to close today with another song of yours, one called Can You Hear Me? Before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, please. So it's a pop song, actually. And uh, it's my very, very first song I wrote myself. So the lyrics, the music, and everything is mine. And, uh, uh, of course, I can film, shoot the video. <laughs> ah. And uh, it's produced by uh, Mario Marchetti. It's a Los Angeles uh, music producer. So uh, very talented, very creative, amazing team. I'm really happy and honored to work with. It's Yeah, and plus the most important for me is like my first child, <laughs> a music, musical child. So it's my very first song. I have more songs coming out. But this is my very first one, and I think it's a good, really good, um, good one. Very I nice. I love it. It's about my very personal spiritual experience, but it might sound like a song about love for men and women. But for me personally, it's a spiritual inspiring. Um, the song inspired by spiritual experience for me personally. Wow! Wow! Very nice. Very nice. Well, Julia, thank you for thank your you. time. It was great to meet you. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. Listeners, that will do it for another episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter Julia Lima. Visit her official website at julialima.org and then engage with her on social media. So that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and on Instagram, subscribe to Julia's YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell you you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. And again, on Saturday, October 12th, she will be performing in Laughlin, Nevada. Keep up with Julia online for information on other live performances. Do follow Julia on Spotify, but remember that the best way to support her is to purchase downloads of her music, which is available on the likes of iTunes as well as Amazon Music. And again, she will be releasing new music hopefully in January or February, so keep up with her online so you can see when that comes out as well. Speaking of supporting, this show is my new release. This is what I create every week. If you enjoy it, if I'm giving you value with the entertainment, the guests, or if you feel you're benefiting from the education, please consider supporting the show through Patreon. Go to nhte.net and click on the orange Support Us on Patreon button and then consider what level you are most comfortable contributing at. And if you don't have the extra cash but want to still support the show financially, let Amazon do that. Anytime you're going to buy anything from them at all, start at nhte.net, click on the tall Amazon banner, and let that take you to their website, or if you're on your phone, it will open up the app. They will kick back a small percentage of the sale to me, and it's no extra cost to you, and that will help me with the expenses related to doing this show every week. For now, thank you for listening to episode 296. We'll send you out with another song from Julia Lima. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Can You Hear Me? Wishing you love Can you feel me? 
And death. 